0: good morning good afternoon good evening to everybody listening what's up ladies and gentlemen it is your humble and gracious host blank and i gotta say i'm feeling quite good this morning it's currently 8 35 in the a.m on the 10th of september 2021 it's been a while since i made a podcast but i've got a bunch of excuses i hope you guys take on first and foremost being that my hard drive or excuse me my nvme ssd for those cultured out there you know big dick energy stuff you know what i'm saying it was full capacity 256 gigabytes filled up within three months three and four months so i had to buy a hard drive had to wait on that one for quite a while and then when i got it i had to put it in and because you know just like a man with ed I was trying to overcompensate for what I'm lacking and I bought a fucking fuck off size massive ass GPU in my PC which takes up a huge amount of space in inside my case which was covering up the SATA cables entry so I had to take out the GPU which was hell. I had to put in the hard drive which was annoying. Overall it was fucking horrible. (laughs) But after Probably like three four hours I was able to do it, and yeah, everything worked out now I have two terabytes, so everything worked out brilliantly um yeah, so like I said it's currently eight thirty six or eight thirty seven excuse me in the morning I've been up all night this past month or so i couldn't i I can't sleep I can't sleep I'll be honest with you guys I can't sleep whatsoever my mind just keeps racing, I keep having these thoughts that just keep me up at night and I just can't sleep I uh, can't sleep, it's absolutely horrible, I'm not gonna lie to you ladies and gentlemen but it actually reminds me of when I was a child and I couldn't sleep and I used to get extremely anxious and just feel horrible but just like that was a phase and I got over it, this is a phase 2 and I feel like it's brought on due to me subconsciously worrying about my university and about how everything's going because i'm not gonna lie to you i feel like i'm getting along by the skin of my teeth basically like I'm, i'm winging it and eventually this house of cards that i've built up for myself is gonna crumble and when i end up back in the university yeah i'm i'm (laughs) i'm so i usually absolutely despise worrying myself over things like this and i actively discourage people to do so and i think consciously i am not worrying about it but subconsciously i can't control what i am feeling on the inside so i think my body's taking it a lot worse than my mind is but you know healthy body healthy mind so if your body's not feeling good your mind's not gonna feel good so i feel my negative thoughts and just Sleepless nights are just a side effect of just me starting university because I feel like when I was in my summer, or not summer, uh, winter vacation, I was calm. I was calm, I had no issues. So, yeah, I don't know. It is what it is though. Phases, they come and go. And this one is we're going to get past it together. At least I have the uh, advantage of being a adult, semi-adult, kind of an adult, 2021. 20, oh, yeah, actually mentioning my birthday. I started this podcast about a year ago. We, almost about a year ago. I started on the 17th, so a month and a week ago. So that's dope. We, we kept this going for a year. I actually love that. Honestly, I love that. I yeah, I like to... I'm quite lazy when it comes to starting stuff. But when I start stuff, I love to commit to them. And I love to put my best foot forward. And to truly put my body on the line. Put my mind on the line. Put everything on the line. And make things work. So, I think it's amazing. I mean, I started walking once a day like what is it 30 no 10 laps 10 laps around my floor which is not a short floor this building is wide as fuck so it takes me 30 minutes to do that so i started on the 31st of december last year and i'm planning to keep going till the 1st of january next year so complete a year that's my goal and i haven't missed a day yet so alhamdulillah you know we're proud of that too i don't know it's uh other than uh my uh existential dread that keeps me up at night and my subconscious fears and worries about university yeah, everything's been pretty good. You know, alhamdulillah can't complain, everything's been Pretty neat. How are you guys doing? You know, we're locked on eventually life's gonna go back to normal sooner rather than later I hope. But it's already been two years. They can't keep this shit going on for longer, I don't think. I've been you know, I've been home. I like I I don't leave my building whatsoever. Five times, six times possibly in a year. That's not good for your mental man, I'm telling you. And I'm not even that extroverted. I I'm not the type of person that calls up people and say, Oh my god, let's meet up at the cinemas. Ain't nobody got time or got any goddamn money for no motherfucking cinema. The fuck? Uh, hell no. I, I'm the type of guy that just loves to take a walk and chill. Uh, that type of thing. But even that, you know, you, there's only so much you can do walking out in in front of your apartment's fucking door. Oh no, but yeah, i've been I've been uh, watching YouTube a lot. I see that as if I've not been watching YouTube a fuck time prior to this, but it made me think of something. who inspires you? I know my parents inspired me, just knowing from where they started. To where they got, and to the situation that they birthed me and my brother in, uh, it's a privilege they've never had, but they afford it to me, you know. And I always have this discussion with my twin brother, we always have this discussion, and I think we're both in agreement. I, matter of fact, I know we're both in agreement. If we don't turn out to be multi multi centimillionaires you know slash billionaires then we did not take the leap that my parents took when they gave birth to us cuz from where they started to where they got when we were born I'm telling you ladies and gentlemen it's fucking amazing honestly you know it's fucking amazing mashallah it's you know that's why they inspire me for all they've been through And still extremely deep connection to God faithful optimistic and always gave us what they couldn't have you know so my parents inspired me a lot other than that I never really had much inspirations you know I I didn't see people especially people like me to inspire me i didn't i didn't see that of course i was motivated by a few people like i'd go online as a child and i'd see uh, pewdiepie or ksi upload a youtube video and i would think to myself man being a youtuber is fucking awesome ah you know i wish to do that one day and even them i like if you look back into their lives and where they started they're go-getters they're hard workers too and i guess there is a form of admiration there uh yeah i'd say that i i'd say there is a form of admit admiration there and understanding that not many people do what they do not many people take the steps that they took people want everything handed to them they want the best setup they want the best monitors they want the best preference they want the best everything best internet best games they, they want everything handed to them on a silver platter and then they want to be told what to do and hey uh, I, I, I'll get you an editor you all have to press record and that's not how people start you know I always think that life is harder for those who don't have a lot but usually those that have a lot afford it to make life easier for themselves So, yeah, today PewDiePie doesn't edit his videos. (laughs) KSI doesn't edit his videos. But that's after years and years and years. Five, six, seven years of having to edit, to film, to work on every single aspect of their videos. You know, so I think people usually don't see that side of things. They see the roses they don't see the seeds they don't see the person that's watering them every single day taking care of them looking after them nurturing them loving them those things are important you know what i'm saying oh there goes my alarm i don't i don't turn my alarms off for some reason it, it fucked me up some days i'm telling you man it fucked me up some days where i wanted to sleep in Because I didn't have a class that day, but I don't. I'm not the type of person that puts their alarm for each specific day. Has I should do that where I set each specific day's classes and alarm. Excuse me, alarm times. I should. I actually, I should fucking do that. That's the smart thing. But I just have it on everyday alarm. So if I don't have a class at eight on Tuesday, but I have it on Wednesday, I'm still getting that fucking alarm on Tuesday if i of course have forgotten to turn it off so the clock app is one of my most used apps these days you know talking about university it's actually been going quite fast we're already six weeks in and what six more weeks and then we're basically at the end of the semester so it's fun it's fun i I like it i mean i spent two out of three years of my university life online from the comfort of my bedroom so I don't know. I don't know. I'm used to missing out on a lot of experiences like that. But if you've never actually had the full experience, you don't know what you're missing out on. So it's not like a big deal because I was, I think I attended the university for one week, two tops. And I remember the last day that I was there. I clearly remember it. I remember it so vividly. I told uh, a new friend I made at the time that, we still communicate almost daily. I remember telling him, Hey, you heard of this uh COVID corona situation, the coronavirus? And he's like, Yeah. I was like, you know, I bet you they'll probably shut down the university. He's like, Oh my god, never, it's not gonna happen, no way. Blah blah blah. I was like, watch. Ended up shutting the university next week and haven't been open since, so fucking hell. Uh I don't know. I mean they they had to do it. I just hope they fucking slash the uh what is it, the tuition fees because at the end of the day the tuitions the tuition fees that we paid prior to uh the pandemic was obviously to pay for the campus, pay for the facilities, pay for uh, the trips pay for so many things, but now nobody's using the campus. Nobody's using the cafeteria. Nobody's using the, um, what is it, the labs. Nobody's using the computer labs. Nobody's using the engineering labs. Nobody's using anything. No, The, the university isn't making competitions or taking people out on trips or Anything of that sort, so why are we still paying the same tuition price when we're studying online? I'll tell you who made a killing during this pandemic fucking universities and fucking, uh, what is it? Uh, those uh, medical companies, yeah, they made they made bags, Moderna, Pfizer, was it AstraZeneca? Yeah, they made some bags of this shit. Ah, uh, damn, <laughs> they're the ones that are selling shovels during. The gold rush, so GG I guess. Fucking hell. Because it's ridiculous, honestly, that we have to be the same sums of money while we're online. They're doing fuck all. So honestly, it's fuck all we don't do shit. I could confidently say I'm as fucking stupid day one and today. I mean, I'm being a bit facetious I'm being yeah quite hyperbolic I'm 80% as stupid but that 20% is not enough I, I should at least be 60 to 55% as stupid at this point so I'm really lagging behind I'm really lagging behind so that's that I think that contributes to my fears and worries and the way I feel about myself subconsciously at least I and, and always you know we spoke about this in the earlier episodes you gotta feed your mind the right thoughts you can't think oh my god um this way so i can't do this it's not gonna work itself out that way you should try it and see how it goes for you i mean i actually was working on a i wanted to create a device and since i'm not pursuing the idea anymore i wanted to create a device where you put uh, it was basically a package alarm device so it's shaped like a weight scale you put the parcel on top of it package whatever it is right and on your end which we're assuming you're the owner here you'd have the application which you'd be able to turn the alarm off pick up the package or excuse me tear the device off pick up the package and move on with your day You'd, of course, be updated when a package is placed on your device, which would help you understand when your packages come, if you should be back home at that time, or if you're inside when to come out to receive your packages, and so on and so forth, right? So I was building that device. And obviously, if you're a thief and you pick up the device without, pick up the parcel without turning off the device, the alarm would go off. I'm no electrical engineer, ladies and gentlemen. I've never built shit in my life, but I built this shit. I built this shit. It took me a month and a half two months maybe but it was around that time frame but I still built it so I think it just comes down to the level of how much you do fucking want it. that level if you fucking wanted a lot then it does not matter how stupid you are or does not matter how slow you are or how uh, what is it how hard you find it to learn you'll always do it so I just tell myself that whenever I feel that I'm lacking in my studies because it just means that i don't fucking want it enough it doesn't mean i'm stupid i don't you know nobody should think that they're stupid i don't think there's any stupid people on this earth it just depends on how willing you are to commit yourself and how much do you fucking want it and how much are you willing to work for it because i think especially knowing my parents and their life and the odds that they had to be the to, to give us the life that we are blessed to have i have no excuse i have no excuse whatsoever you know i can't say that i'm not privileged or blessed enough i'm extremely privileged i don't care if there's a man that has 300 jets and he's 12 years old should have said baby 12 you know man but you get what i'm trying to say you could have however much you want because where i'm at i'm perfect if my phone is at 90% i don't care if somebody's phone is at 100% i don't care my night is good my night is fucking great hell if my phone was at 70 that's still good that's still good that's enough for me to go out there and do my thing you know what i'm saying so i don't i don't look above me i look beside me and i look beneath me i look what The people that are in my similar situation are doing. And I look at the people that are less fortunate what they're doing. And a lot of the times, a lot of those people are doing great. Because at the end of the day, it's about how much you commit yourself. If you never commit yourself, if you never believe, if you never actually strive and work, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You can't be down on your luck. Because at the end of the day, the world is unfair. It sucks, you know. The world's unfair and it sucks but i'll tell you what who's gonna change that for you because the world's down and shitty for a multitude of reasons will those reasons suddenly disappear if you start getting mad at it no that's 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 how i see things you know when i was young and i and i faced a few things that were unique to my experience to to my being and i felt bad about it but then you know, I remember it was like whenever I saw racism or experienced racism or any of those things, and, and, and I was never a kid who'd shut the fuck up. It wasn't me. I, w- I was so young, but when I felt something was wrong, I, I couldn't shut the fuck up. I, I just couldn't. I'd actually ask the person to elaborate. What did you mean? because i don't know that they're wrong because they're racist i'm a child i don't know what fucking racism is yet i'm in the fifth grade or something so i'm gonna ask hey would you like to elaborate on that and obviously if you're racist you're not that bright so you elaborate and then when i'm able to catch on to something which i know because the more you elaborate the more the net widens the easier it is to catch the thing that you're 100 percent sure is wrong because on surface on the surface you look at someone and you think or you look at someone's statement and especially racism these days it's not like in the 50s or 60s where people just fucking call you a nigger just fucking out in the open like that racism is a lot more subtle in this day and age so on face value you don't think much about it so it actually makes you think oh wow this is fucked, and that's why I used to ask questions, and this, is just as a fifth grader, I already know what the fuck I was doing. So, he, the person would keep talking, and in this case, it was actually my teacher. He'd just keep talking, and then I'd catch on to that one thing that, for a fact, I knew was wrong. And that's where I'd actually build my case and just backtrace and start connecting the dots and understanding, okay, now I know why he's 100% wrong, because this point is 100% wrong, which then connects to this, and you get what you get what I'm trying to say. And I used to feel bad that I even had to do all those things, and I'd never shut the fuck up. I, that's that was, I I was about to say that's a problem of mine, but it was a problem back then because it actually led to a, it actually led to a fuck ton of problems. But if I didn't speak up, nobody would have spoke up, and nobody actually did. Nobody ever did. So you know, I'm not bad. I'm not mad at myself. I'm proud of myself. You know, my father and mother did a raise no bitch. You know and every single class was just a fucking debate nobody would yell it's just me and i wouldn't even call him racist because i didn't even know the word. i just tell him you're wrong and you're uneducated and you're speaking on things that you don't know because that's what most racists do they speak on things they don't know and base their entire emotions of falsehoods so we need to educate one another man this is ridiculous but Going back to my original point, I used to feel down about that sometimes and I'd get pissed. And my father would always tell me, Man, it was here before, he's gonna be here after you. You're not gonna change the world, but you know what? You can live to make it better for you. You can work on yourself. Be great. Don't let it stop you. Don't let it hinder you. Don't let it be a crutch. Because it's not gonna change. What, you complaining that they're racist? Oh, wow, well, so there are you complaining about what's that gonna change? What well, will they suddenly change their mind and flip the whole script upside down and suddenly oh it's not racist anymore, there's no racism. That's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. So you know what? Work ten times as hard if you need to. And when you get into a position that you can actually be the change you wanna see, do so. And that's why I, that's that's how I live my life. If I see something I don't like and I don't have the power to change it, I try to put myself in a position to be able to change it and the only way that i'm able to put myself in said position is by working so i just work on myself day in and day out and i hope that we all and you all are doing the same it doesn't even have to be something big just take incremental steps you know and eventually they'll add up into something big but yeah you know what i'll tell you what chunks to the to those of you that don't know chunks is a somali brother shout out my brother my somali brother you know what i'm saying and uh i've been watching him for a few years but i'm telling you mashallah i'm, I'm actually super happy for the brother man I'm, I'm i'm super happy for him the way he's he's leveled up and i've been watching a couple of his older videos recently the ones from four years ago or so and just the glow up not even physically just you you could you when a person's life significantly improves, you could see it on their face, just how much lighter they feel, how much happier they feel. Um, the, 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 success shines in a different sense, especially when it's earned, and that brother earned it. So you know what? Uh, I said earlier in this podcast that I didn't have a lot of people that looked like me that I could relate to on a general level and be inspired by but he's definitely one of them he's definitely one of them he, he's, he's definitely an inspiration because he's a Somali dude just like me dude uh, dude's parents moved to a different country gave birth to him <laughs> mine did the same Muslim brother uh, Muslim brother too you know we, we share everything We it's the same he's just like fucking tall as hell and i'm i'm not short but i'm as tall as him you know what i'm saying i'm like six he's like six foot three so those three inches you know make a difference but yeah so i love it i love it and you know seeing seeing uh, people like chunks and and darkest man you know his cousin you know i like that i love that when family do their thing together you know when family come together and just push each other up push each other up, push each other up and then also young Philly you know he ain't a Somali member but he's only member you know what I'm saying he just the connection between them and uh, between chunks and himself and just the whole group man I, I love the UK scene the UK scene is so it feels so connected it feels like nobody's shitting on the other nobody's trampling over the other it isn't i don't know i'd say it's because the uk is a lot smaller which it is Uh, but then the uk is fucking wham as hell too it's fucking it's a massive country it's a massive country but it's super cool to see that even the ones that are the youtubers that are not that big In like the uh, millions, let's say they're five hundred k's or whatnot, they'd have a genuine connection and relationship with those that are at ten million, and that's just how they're built. It's not many eagles that are flying over there, because people are just generally friendly and they they generally like each other, support each other's content. I I love the UK scene. If I I'd say this, if I had to move between the UK between the UK and the US I'll definitely go to the UK first of all I don't want to get shut up I have never in my life ever since I was a child I never understood how the fuck people are carrying fucking guns in a country like the US it does not it does not make sense you carry a gun to fucking cuz I don't trust the police I carry a gun because I don't trust law enforcement I don't trust the people around me so I gotta fucking strap up protect myself and you'd expect that in a country where gov a bit trash, police is a bit corrupt. You know what i saying? That I'd expect it in the US. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Relax. Relax. But I? Might, no, but for real though, you'd actually expect it in like third world countries. But even there, there are a lot less gun fanatical than the fucking US. Fucking hell. I can't. I'm extremely paranoid of like the whole and fucking kids getting shot up in schools that is that's insane i never in my life understood how is that acceptable like how did that how did people look at that and actually justify those things and say it's not the guns it's a brother it's i don't even want to get into because it's so stupid and nonsensical because it's such an easy argument it's such an easy argument you have the rest of the world And then you have the U.S. You have the rest of the world. No school shootings. You have the U.S. Fucking dozen a month. Like, what the fuck? It's it's insane. You know what? That's why I choose the U.K. So, do your thing, you know. I don't do your thing. If you're a school shooter, you know. Stop it. Get some help. You know what I'm saying? Fucking hell. But yeah, uh, who, who inspires you guys? Who 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 inspires you? I'd love to know that. And you know, fuck you. Yeah, I said it. Fuck you. Ain't nobody showing love on my Twitter. I don't check it, but I sense that there's no love. For some reason, I just sense it. I just feel like there's no love. I don't, I don't ask me why. I don't ask me how. It's just the monitor's fat as fuck, so I actually feel the energy radiating from my Chrome tab. So fuck you. You better follow me at podcast underscore solo, and also I, I, I need to make a uh, a, a redaction uh, about about Kevin Samuels. When I made that podcast on him, I had been exposed to his content by a minuscule amount compared to what he releases. And it's not clips, I'm not talking about clips. I would never talk about somebody just judging them off of their clips because those shits could be taken out of context every day of the week, you know. Out of context videos create fucking stupid, useless thoughts, whatever, you know. It does not make sense. I would never judge somebody off of something that is out of context. So what I'm talking about is the videos. I only watched a couple of them. And I didn't like the way he was putting himself forward. But then I decided, hey, you made that podcast. How about you give it another shot? You know, watch a couple more of his videos. And I did. And goddamn, some of these women make you want to backflip off of the Burj Khalifa. They they want they make you want to take a straight dive Olympic style into fucking concrete They make you want to eat grass And fucking eat cow shit And turn into a fucking donkey I don't fucking know what donkeys eat But it, it, it I'm, all I'm saying is fucking fucks with your mind It's so They're so insufferable They're so, so insufferable That it actually makes sense how you'd have to clamp down on them especially since i had the perfect example of two people with two different approaches ah uh, yeah i can't remember the brother's name but he was a divorce attorney he's in this whole they call it the manosphere guys you know they call it where where men talk about men's issues which at the end of the day is always about fucking women like i mean i fucking get it men they need women. you know you know I get it. I get all that shit, but like, men's issues aren't only about fucking women. There's a lot more things that we could talk about, gentlemen. Come on. Anyways, he's in the whole ministry, right? And he had this woman on, and he's he's. I think his name is the divorce, divorce, the divorce attorney. Attorney. Why the fuck do I sound like I'm from Spain and I'm speaking the English divorce? It's cause I didn't sleep It's cause I didn't sleep all night Wait Divorce attorney Fuck I sound Arab shit saying that Holy shit Anyways the divorce Oh my god The divorce attorney Good enough fuck it So I think it was that guy right And he had this like Fucking woman that would She's like she hated black people that's one thing off the cuff she's like black people should stop using the n-word you know they're using their blackness as a scab you know she's like just fucking insinuating blackness with scabs and fucking shit and all that like you should stop saying the n-word you know we should stop saying the n-word and by the way she's black but i use that in quotes so she's quote unquote black we're gonna get back to that point later Shall so she was like you know, black people should stop using the n-word because it's a bad word is a negative connotation you know ancestors enslaved all that stuff you know what i'm saying it's not it's not good right so then she had an argument with a uh a black brother right on on instagram and i don't know it was getting heated between them and he this day he called her a bitch or something and she then proceeded to call him a bitch-ass nigger yeah i think so yep She, she blatantly just called the man a a nigger, right? The reason I used uh, her being black in quotes is because uh, she does not identify as black. She calls herself an Afro Latina. She thinks that being called an uh, African American or Black American just feels iffy to her. But you know, she's comfortable enough telling Black African Americans what to do with. Their language and how to speak, but she does not identify. She's basically a, a white woman that's fucking on her Karen shit, but as an Afro-Latina. So she's like a Karen, she's a Karen, you know. She's literally a fucking Karen. She's telling a group of people that she does not identify with, that she does not claim as her own, how to use their language and how to speak. And when she was confronted with her using the n-word after she clearly said black men and women should not be using the n-word because it's bad yada 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 she immediately said well it's my it's part of my vocabulary that's what i grew up on i grew up in the south of bronx and this brother man bless his heart the divorce the divorce attorney god bless this man's heart this man kept going and listening to this fucking bitch yap and yell and bah and bah. the fucking hypocrisy telling people don't use a word that's been in their vocabulary all their lives but when confronted and told hey why the fuck are you using that word when you said nobody should be using that word I, I'm, oh my god it's in my vocabulary i grew up on this and then calling fucking uh, you know saying african americans use their blackness as a scab and you know, and the brother was giving her time, you know, the DA, let's call him DA. I'm not going to say divorce attorney a thousand times. Wow, that actually came out well that time. And he's giving her time because in his mind, he's like, this is a sister, an African-American sister that's feeling some type of way about the N-word. And obviously, if I have a family meeting and my brother has something to say about how the family's running and stuff, you know people would listen because he's part of the family but if my fucking cousin comes out of no fucking where and starts fucking bitching and yapping and telling us how to live our lives in our house then it's a different story so when he found out that she doesn't even feel comfortable claiming you know being african-american that she she's much more willing to claim afro-latina yeah yeah then he clocked it he's like yeah this bitch hates that afro in the latina you get what i'm saying he clocked it and he was like whoa whoa now it's getting weird so hypocritical as fuck and by the way i uh just a surprise here she's fucking 47 years old wallahi when i heard that shit i almost fu- i know i actually fucking paused the video i had to pick up my jaw off the floor and i spent fucking five minutes looking for that shit she was 47 and i swear if you guys watch that video she was so insufferable. Oh, my Allah. Ya, baby. She was a fucking headache. And she was 47. Forty fucking seven. My mom's only like a few years older than her and I could not believe it. That's the moment I realized you don't respect people off of age, you respect them off of fucking wisdom, the way they speak, the way they handle themselves, the way they act. If I have a fucking 25-year-old that is a thousand times more mature than that fucking creature, how the fuck am I supposed to respect her a lot more than him? Just because she got a couple numbers next to her age, it don't mean nothing, man. If she's gonna act like she's fucking 12, matter of fact, I bet you I could fight 12-year-olds that are fucking much more. In tune and educated because oh my god, and she was so comfortable saying. Oh yeah, yeah I called him a nigga because you know what? It's in my vocabulary, and you know she was so, like fucking nasty with it. She was like, "Yes, I did call him a bitch ass nigga," and and like it was so oof, man. It was like an oof, you know that? You know what I'm them ones like the oof? Uh, yeah, fuck that. Oh my goodness. Even thinking about it right now is making me feel disgusted with myself. Because I knew people like that existed. But when you come across them, you just have to sit back in awe and be like, Oh my god, what the fuck is this mess? Somebody fucking pressure wash this fucking shit off my goddamn face. Ugh, Nasty. Anyways. Yeah, I got carried away. I got a bit heated. I, I see the mic levels were all over the place. Shout out KSI's new album. But yeah. Uh, i'll tell you man those those are uh, uk guys big inspiration funny enough case i actually uh, or not case i excuse me pewdiepie actually lives in birmingham i think he lives in birmingham it's, it's a funny place to see birmingham that's where the peaky blinders were a lot i think i don't know but yeah it's a it's a good bunch to be around it's it's good good vibes that's what you get off of them good vibes people that are actually connected people that are actually friendly to one another people that actually support each other people that actually show up to each other's events like the creator's cup that was actually created by a small content creator you know those things are amazing that's that's what i love i and wrote to show us there a guy with like 15 million subscribers a whole fucking bunch of big youtubers showed up and showed some love When it wasn't like. It it wasn't like. Mandatory. Or they didn't have to. Or nobody would have judged them. If they didn't come. But they still showed up. And they still supported. And it was was amazing. And seeing those types of things. You know that you have a bunch of good people. Because ain't no fucking way you're going to see that in fucking LA. Where a small content creator. Creates an event. And the big. 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 YouTubers in that area in LA whatever would come up and show some love yeah that ain't happening no bueno so yeah it's it's, it's an inspiring bunch I'd say this inspiring a bunch but specifically I'd say guys like Chunks probably also KSI because uh, I've just been watching him since I was like 13 years old so it's been you know I'm gonna be 21 next Uh, what is it next October October the 18th so I grew up on the guy, basically. I grew up watching the guy, so it's definitely an inspiration. And I don't have many of those, oh, yeah. other than YouTube's probably people like Muhammad Ali, especially you know I just said black Muslim. Come on, the things he did in his life—that's why his his greatest achievements were out of the ring, and that speaks volumes for the greatest boxer of all time. Yet your greatest achievements, your greatest moments happened outside of the ring and that's what makes him the greatest of all time not floyd not tyson none of them it's ali always and forever guys like habib greatest lightweight of all time the big inspiration people that could wear their faith on their hearts and not dumb it down not Water it down for anybody else. That's that's big respect because a lot of the times we had people like Fusi, we had people like Adam Salih, we had we had Muslims that blew up. <laughs> I, just, I I I should even be laughing at that. I just know you guys are so fucked. <laughs> we can laugh at ourselves a few times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I should no fuck that. We had we had Muslims that. Uh, blew up on youtube and they really were for themselves and a lot of the times they did that off of their muslim viewership they did that embracing that side of them uh, whether it was uh, uh, yusuf or fusi with his uh, middle eastern skits or adam saleh with his uh, muslim uh, social experiments but when they get to that certain level where they're like okay I rode this horse till I can't. <laughs> or oh, uh, I rode. The fuck is the fucking quote? This is milk. I milk this cow sounds a lot better. But yeah, I milk this cow till I can't do no more. I'm about to chuck this shit out the dough Ooh, that's an easy bar for ya. Yeah. Ooh, uh, let, let me stop. See, I'm fucking delirious, man. Uh, just, yeah, but like I like I was saying, they basically milk. Milk that as much as they could and when they saw that oh my god there are certain levels that i can't get into without being myself my authentic self representing my dean my religion representing my culture representing my people my faith my values and they just you know with all due respect to them they just chucked it to the door and wild out so yeah so to see people like Chunks, you know, always keep his faith strong. And always praise God, praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's love, man. Seeing Habib on top of the world, offered $100 million to fight Floyd Mayweather. I was like, nope, I promised my mom. And that's the mom, man. That's in Islam. Al-umthum, al al al-ab. Your mother precedes your father by three. It's always the mom, the mom, the mom, then the father. And he 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 obeyed his mom even when he left a hundred million on the table. That that's people that represent our faith well. That's people that you look up to. That's people that I look up to. So those are my inspirations, and it's just it's beautiful that there's we're finally getting those people out there. That even when they reach the sky, they still fly our flag. They still wear their faith on their heart and proudly proclaim from the skies they're muslim and they're proud and it's just love i love that so much i love that so much and you know shall I god bless those guys man it's a wonderful thing but yeah i've been back i hope you guys actually tells me who inspires you and you at me at podcast underscore solo in twitter you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying i was about to do the cup of water thing in in, in the british accent but not gonna do that but i'm just feeling a bit fucking daisy you know what i'm saying that's why i'm a bit too fucking loosey-goosey with my fucking words but it's been it's actually been fun especially these last couple of minutes i loosened up a bit i was a bit tight in the beginning i couldn't string a couple of sentences together you if you must forgive me ladies and gentlemen so i'm sorry but yeah anyways it's been love ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening thank you for showing love thank you for supporting I love you guys man. I'm going to keep doing this till I can no more. So, take care and see you soon inshallah. Bye bye.